as much as they say, oh, I'm personalizing by putting, you know, contact tokens or company tokens, first name, last name, everybody is just, they, they, they take an audience that they might've built a persona if they're more advanced around and they just treat them the same day in and day out. Hello, everyone. This is Ellen, the producer of The Black Line Between Sales and Marketing with Doug Davidoff, CEO of Imagine Business Development and Mike Donnelly, CEO of Seven Cents. Let's get started. Mike, let's talk about something that I know you have very little vested interest in. I'm going to share with you something that a prospect of mine recently said to me. I was uh, walking through what we would do and, and how we would do things and the the area came to email and he's like, he's like, why are we going to waste time with email? No one reads their emails anymore. Email. He didn't say this, but he was basically inferring email is dead. There's no point to it anymore. It's just a waste of time and energy. So, uh, Mike is email dead. You know, I, I don't know where to begin. It's, yeah, exactly. So here's my opinion. The people that are do, that, that have the, the mindset that email is dead, they're just doing email really badly. Or they're just doing email shittily. And therefore, they think it doesn't work for them. Um, so, you know, really, in my opinion, it's, it's just the fact that, you know, they're, they're not focusing on it. They're not spending attention on it. I don't know about you, but I read my email every day. And I read relevant email to me, you know, emails that are sent to me that are relevant. Um, and I have yet to find somebody in the business world that doesn't read their email and engage with it every single day. So for somebody to say, you know, why are we going to spend money on email? Why are we going to invest time in email? It's still the most prevalent communication mechanism that, that exists. So, I mean, obviously, you know that I believe in email because I think that I think it's like a requirement to be friends with you that you have to believe in email. If I, yeah. if I <laughs> no, but I, I mean, obviously, I believe in email. So if, if I just sat here and said, yeah, Mike, I agree, um, that'd be good for you and me. But I don't think it would be of any value or interest to anybody else. So, so, so let me let me play the other side. Let, let's let's break it down, um, both for people who believe in it, but are, are doing it wrong. Right. I mean, what I, what I what I actually told the person was email's not dead. Crappy email is dead. So, you know, same thing. But, you know, in fairness, and you said you asked me the question, do you, I don't know about you. I read my emails. Do you read your emails? And, and so I think there's two things I want to I want to start off with. There's types of email, because I think one of the mistakes that we make is we talk about email like it's one thing. Um, yep. And, and, and so I think we have to I think we have to break that out. And then the second thing is, which I'm actually going to address first in fairness to the believers of email is dead, there, there are a growing number of barriers to, to getting email into a recipient's inbox. Correct. Right. And so you've got, um, you've got tools like Sane Later, or I'm sorry, SaneBox um, is, is the name of the company where it's not a spam filter. I use SaneBox. I love SaneBox. Um, it, it kind of, it, it learns a little bit about you and you can move stuff around and it creates this folder called Sane Later. So it's, it's not even technically Google, um, you know, Gmail's promotion folder. It's just all the email that it considers, um, based on certain actions to be not critical to you. 
and, and, and the idea there is, you know, pay attention to what you're doing. Your critical emails will come through. And then you'll have all these other emails that at the end of the day, I'm like, you get an email from, from Shane Box at the end of the day saying you have X, you know, you have 136 new emails in your same later folder. And you can go through and click, you know, delete, archive, move into my inbox, open. So you can kind of mass sort. I used to do that. Um, I increasingly do a really quick scan and just click here, shift click here and delete them all. Um, so that, that, that has certainly made it harder for people to get emails into my inbox. That's, that's one barrier. You've got Boomerang's new pause feature. I know I talked to you about that. Yep. I, I love pause. Yeah, when you're working on a critical, you know, something critical that you just don't want interruptions, pause it. Or like pause everything for me from imaginellc.com. <laughs> or pause everything from Mike at the seven cents.com. That's right. That's right. Um, so, you know, so, so that's harder to get into the email box. Um, you've got private networks or private communication channels like, like Slack. You've got, we're on Zoom. Organizations are using Zoom for internal communication. I mean, it used to be a lot easier to, to, to get seen in someone's email box because that's how we communicated internally. And increasingly, we do communicate less, or at least we have other options to communicate. So what's your take on, and, and, and then we'll talk about later, we'll talk about the structural barriers to email, like the, like the specific things that relate to just getting email into the box. What, what, what's your take on that? I mean, that, that's a legitimate issue. I'm, you know, why don't I find something else to do since it's just getting harder and harder and people are building moats around their inboxes? So, uh, again, I think one of the biggest challenges uh, or there, there's numerous challenges to getting, you know, kind of your email scene. You know, I, I used to have a customer that I would do millions of dollars in business with. And he, he took a very same approach where every day he would, he would be in his office between nine and 11 in the morning, checking emails. And then at 11 o'clock, he would go through, you know, from 11 to six, he would be in meetings the rest of the day. And he would come back to his desk and at six o'clock at night and go to the top of his inbox, scroll all the way to the bottom and hit shift delete to just delete all of his emails that he got from that day. And I said, well, what happens if I sent you a pretty critical email that was relating to a project that, you know, was getting delayed because you weren't responding? And he said, well, if it was critical enough, you'd send me an email the next day. And as a salesperson, I can't do that. I can't just, you know, send you an email every day. Hey, what's going on with this? What's going on with this? What's Can you talk problem? to some of the salespeople that are pursuing me? Can you tell them that they can't do that, please? <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay. Well, it's just a bad practice. It's, it's really just a bad practice. I um, and, and, and so eventually I realized, hey, I need to send him an email between 9 and 11 in the morning if I ever want to respond to his email. Um, and so, you know, I think good salespeople do that is they, they pay attention to, hey, when, when is so-and-so going to be in their inbox? Um, but that's very hard to learn. It's very hard to, uh, you know, kind of you're spending a lot of mental energy on that when you've got. 20,000 other things you need to be considering. Um, For, foreshadow, it's not that hard. We're going to talk about that later. Yeah. Um, so that's one piece. The, the other piece is, you know, things like pause and sanebox are automating the process. If you look at a lot of big corporations, and this is happening a ton, you think about what's the biggest corporation in the world, it's the federal government, the U.S. federal government. 
one of the things that these, you know, the, these federal entities as well as big corporations are doing is they're sending their employees to productivity training. And the biggest thing that they touch on in productivity training is don't be a prisoner of your inbox because they know email consumes so much time as part of, you know, any employee's day. And so what they train on is to say, check your email once or twice a day, set aside some time and check your email once or twice a day and get what you can get through and then just leave the rest. Just get what you can get through and, and again, leave the rest. Well, you think about the average business employee today, they're getting around 125 emails a day. How many of those do you think they can get through in, let's just call it 30 minutes, an hour, at most two hours a day? I don't know, maybe a quarter of them? So that's another huge barrier to making sure that you're, you know, that you're really reaching those recipients. Now that's really on the sales side. Then you add all the newsletters and all the other marketing, you know, crap that, you know, marketers are spamming people with. Um, Thanks, Mike. And it just, it, well, no, again, there, there's ways around this. There's things that you can do. I'm offended. <laughs> Um, <laughs> there's things that you can do to, uh, to really stand out in the inbox. So what I'm, what I'm talking about here is there's, there's not only these, these, the physical barriers, the, uh, barriers of, you know, habits, but also there's, and it's probably the biggest barrier, which is the volume issue. And the volume issue is real and it's just getting bigger. So I, I like to refer to it as, you know, the, this tidal wave of communication coming at us day in and day out. And I'll get more email this week than I did last week. And last week I got more email than the week before. So it's just, again, ever growing. Adding on top of that, you have all those other communication channels, Slack, text messaging, iMessaging, um, Zoom, HipChat. All these things are just pounding you all day long. And your stress is just, you know, continuing to increase as more and more of that comes in because some people feel like, or most of us feel like we need an immediate response. Otherwise, there's no gratitude. And you have made the comment to me before, which I actually thought was brilliant. To a salesperson, an hour feels like a day. To your prospect or to your customer, a week feels like a day. And so uh, all of these things just coming together create a, a huge challenge as far as getting engaged in the inbox. And again, that's, that's removing every physical barrier, assuming that your email even makes it to the inbox. Yeah, that, that's, that's, a, um, that's a great segue into, into the next point. And, and, and to kind of preface it, I think that people, for, we talk about email all the time. Um, and it's email, it, it, it becomes, like, it, it, it's not about email. It's about engagement. Right. I know you and I talk about right. it all the time. Um, and, and I think the other place where there's a big disservice when we talk about email is we just use the term email. Right. And, and so, I mean, there's email that I get from, from our producer, Ellen, who popped in to thank you for uh, telling everybody that, that, that as a marketer, she sends out crappy emails. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just what we heard. That's just what we heard. I think I used the word spam, but you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, the, uh, <laughs> you know, so, so, but I have internal emails and obviously they get attention. 
Um, I have emails with my clients. You know, so, so there's like individual emails, um, which is a different thing. And I, I don't think anybody out there is saying that email is dead in that that one-to-one -one communication that I've got to communicate with, with somebody. Um, although there are arguments that, that, that millennials, that, you know, the texting is going to take that over. I, I will see. Uh, yeah, um, I find that hard to believe. Um, but, uh, you know, so, so you, have individual, you have individual emails. Then, then, then you have what, what we're really talking about is um, sales and marketing emails. And, and, and here again, I think you're looking at, at, at two distinct components. There is, so, so there's marketing emails that, that, that I mean, we could, we could spend multiple podcasts talking about the different types of marketing emails. So we won't, we won't do that, but that's that general um, word that makes my skin crawl email blasts. Right. So there's, there's that. Um, there's sales emails. And I think it's important here too, that we really break sales emails into two distinct categories. There's the sales email to initiate conversation, which has, I think, an awful lot in common with, with marketing emails. And then yep. there's the sales email that um, is about ongoing communication, which, which has a unique set of challenges, and that's the whole hours a day, days a week, and, and, and reverse. Um, but it's, it, you know, like the, the, the challenge on marketing and, that, and the initial sales email is it's all about getting attention. Like, I ha what do I have to do to get noticed? And, and that, you know, in fairness, that's, that's what my prospect was saying is that you can't get noticed with email anymore. Why are we even paying attention to it? We should find what the next thing is. Um, but, but there are unique challenges, as you talked about. You're trying to sell to this guy at 4 o'clock. And I've actually read, by the way, um, from productivity experts, their best practice recommendation is never re read an email that hasn't been sent to you for a second time. Like the recommendation is if this isn't the second send, delete it. Don't even look at it. Exactly what your, your guy said. If it's important, they'll send it to you a second time. Right. And I'm like, whoa. Um, so, so, you know, like, so as, as that salesperson, you had his attention, he would pay attention to you, but then, then timing became such an issue. And, and, and we'll talk about that later. Well, timing and, and volume, just the volume. He, 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 he would come back to his desk, he would have hundreds of emails. Is there a difference? There is. I mean, What's the difference between the problem of timing and the problem of volume? Isn't volume so, causing the timing problem? Uh, I mean, I guess that's a, an interesting way of looking at it. what I do um, <laughs> no but it, like all right so okay so timing and volume yeah but it could be yeah, yeah right exactly timing and volume um so how do you recommend that people approach those two types of, of emails so let's you know the initial sales email marketing emails you know the, I'm, I'm emailing to somebody as a means of introduction or a means of, of trying to get you to remember who I am, but there's no, there's no active attention per se in place. Um, and, um, and then sales email, how, how, how do you look at them differently? Do you look at them differently? 
Yeah, no, I, 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 I absolutely do look at them differently and, and I'll give you kind of some, some things that I've, that I've really started to recognize in the industry and, and some of it's good, some of it's bad. Um, so if you think about the marketing side, I think marketing is doing, most organizations are doing a better job of not buying lists and just spamming the heck out of those, you know, purchase lists, which have horrible deliverability, very low conversion, um, you know, all the bad things that come with it. I think, I think the industry has done a good job of educating the market that you got to stop doing that. Whereas on the sales side, which you would think the sales team would be more apt to kind of do their upfront research to say, hey, this person looks like a good prospect for me versus going off and buying a list and using a, you know, a tool like, I don't know, Tout app or, or whatever to send out thousands of emails to these prospects without doing any research on them. Um, you know, it, it goes back to, I think it was maybe like six months ago, uh, the, 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 um, and, and I forget his first name and this is really bad. The guy that really invented or brought, uh, AWS, Amazon web services to Amazon. And he got an email from a, from a sales rep saying, Hey, we'd like to talk to you about cloud services and what we could do for you. It's like, where are you buying your list from? You know, it, 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 I get, I get, it's no longer a numbers game. It, it, it's more of a, it, it, it used to be in marketing that however big your list was, you were going to win. Personally, right, let me make an argument. I think a lot of organizations. Yeah. Let me make an argument. It's not an argument I agree with. For the record, just in case anybody's watching, yeah. I don't want anyone to say Doug Davidoff said you should because I totally don't believe in this. But, but there are reputable people that are out there, especially on the sales development side. This is much more on the sales side than it is on yep. the marketing side. You know, on the marketing side, everyone says don't buy a list. But it's funny. Every marketer says, every marketing advisor says don't buy a list. I don't know about you. I get more and more emails offering me lists every day. So someone's buying. Oh, Right. Uh, somebody absolutely right. is buying this. So, so there is, and I will not name him, but there is a very reputable, very well-known, very famous pioneer of sales development who has said conversion rate doesn't matter. Stop paying attention to conversion rate. Stop spending so much time to try to increase your conversion rate because conversion rate's just a factor in the equation. And if your conversion rate's low, just increase the volume of sent. And so while, yes, it's embarrassing that that, that salesperson emailed um, the creator of AWS, and yes, it's stupid and ridiculous that I probably get seven to 12 emails a week offering me outsourced lead generation services. Um, is, the, is it worth the time for them to do that when, you know what, I just, I'll just ramp up the list. I'll just ramp up the number of sends that I have. And, you know, I'm, I'm just looking to catch what comes through. And, yeah, my sender score might go to shit. But I'll just create a new uh, account. Well, you really can't. I mean, you really can't do that. Um, Why? As, as far as creating new accounts, what are you going to do? Create, reinvent your business every few, you know, every few months? Just create a new reinvent URL. Reinvent your domain? Just create, yeah, just buy a new domain. Well, <clears throat> If you're using market automation systems, how are you going to, you know, <laughs> that's going to be quite a pain. And the people that are doing that are, 
you, do you think they're actually smarter than Google and Microsoft's data scientists and engineers? They're going to beat you. And, and we haven't gotten into this whole aspect of, you know, the, the, the actual placement of email in the inbox yet, but that approach of, hey, let's buy a list and increase the volume, that, that's no longer going to, it, it already doesn't work. Because you've got Google and Microsoft fighting against that. You've got some really, really smart engineers that are, you know, again, they're going to be smarter than, than a marketer that's going off and buying a list and saying, hey, let's just increase the volume. Additionally, what are you going to do if, you, if you're using HubSpot, Marketo, SparkPost, any of these email service providers, you're just going to, what, flip the switch every other, you know, no, every couple no, weeks? It's, no, that's not, I mean, just so you know, I, I mean, I, I, I actually, in, in changing the domain, I went to the spammers. I went a little bit to the spammer side, which is actually, yeah. we're not going to see. But, but Mike, there, there, are, there are good companies billion dollar companies, companies that, that, that get talked about as world-class, I'm shouting out, world-class sales and marketing organizations that, that are doing this. They're just sending, you know, they're, they're not, you know, we, we, we talk about those, those, those dumb emails that people get where, you know, you're, you're offering me the service of what I do. But, but that comes from, like, we think that, oh, that's just some crappy, $3 million company that, that, you know, they can't get, you know, out of their own way, can't get their ass out of their own way. But I'm, you know, I'm talking about Fortune 500 companies, Inc. 5000 companies, um, companies that get up on stage at, 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 at Salesforce development. Why are they doing it if it doesn't work? I have no indication that it works. But why are they doing it? Because it's the old way of doing it. It's what used to work. And now you've got a volume, a timing, and a physical barrier to making that work. So you've got a volume problem, we've got a timing issue, and we've got a it, it, physical, is, is that okay if I call that deliverability or am I going... Am I giving you your words? Yeah, no, did, yeah. yeah. Did, did, I mean, the, the, the correct term in the deliverability world is inboxing. Are you inboxing or not? And then you've got a relevancy issue, but I, I mean, love, we, we, we I can talk love, about that later. I love marketers and consultants. We are just <laughs> freaking great at turning nouns into <laughs> verbs. Yes. Let me teach you how to inbox. Ellen, doesn't that sound like the latest line dance they they're doing down at the club <laughs> yeah because i go to the clubs macarena it's all inbox the, now the 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 we should do that we should do a instead um, of the whipping a, a, a joke video of um like or just to, create to a song just of, create a song right i'm saying well to the tune of the macarena we should <laughs> yeah. uh we should do inboxing um Hardy, sorry I bet you that would go. I bet you that would go viral. <laughs> Especially if we could get you doing line dancing, Mike. That would definitely go viral. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know at least a hundred people that would watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we've got we've got a volume issue, we've got a timing issue, we've got a deliverability issue. What other issues do we have? Uh, relevancy issue. 
And one thing that's adding on top of timing, the other issue, which is slowly now being talked about, is frequency issue. And this is something that, you know, we, we've really been on the, on the forefront of, of really researching, building, you know, tools and technology around it, but it's, it's okay. the, the frequency of email. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay on this. We, we, frequency and relevancy, those are issues because of volume. Correct. Volume for the recipient. Right. So the volume yep. problem means relevancy is hard. You know, the, the, those are all. So, so if we look at it, what I'm trying to do for us and for, for people who are listening so that they can act on it is, is let, let's, let's figure out what are the problems that we have to overcome so we can solve those problems. Yeah. Right. And so, um, so what I have is volume, timing, deliverability, or inboxing, as the case may be, as those in the know um, would call it. Are there any other... Are there any other fundamental barriers to sales and marketing emails? I, mean, I don't think so. I mean, those are the big, those are the big four. I mean, that I think about. There's only three. You know, Mike, there are three types of people in the world. Those it, who get mad and those you who forgot. don't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot the frequency component or are you bucketing that in with timing? No, frequency is volume. We said frequency is volume. Okay. All right. Is it not? I mean, do you? It, 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 no. It, 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 well, yeah, it's the, the amount of volume that, it, that a recipient is, you know. Right. Is I mean, dealing with. So, so the reason that frequency is growing as a problem, the reason that frequency is a growing is issue. It, it, absolutely. It's because of the volume. It, it, 100%. Yeah. Right. Right. So what you're saying is we basically just have to wait like another 50 years when email, you know, goes away and the new thing has come and the volume goes down and then email will work again. Right, exactly. You know, as a side note, that's what's happening in direct mail. You know, direct mail is- Yeah, like, it's, uh, it's coming back big time. It is, because no one's doing it. What did Yogi Bear say? Not Yogi Bear, by the way, Yogi Bear-a. Um, <laughs> he said, uh, yeah, that restaurant is, is, is too popular. No one goes there anymore. Um, anyways, don't worry, it'll make sense this evening. Mike, you'll get with yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so, so the volume is our, I mean, we're just inundated, right? I was gone for vacation for, for a few days. Um, I came back and I, I went literally went through a thousand emails. Like how, how'd you like to have your message in that? Um, yeah. So, so if we think about the volume message, or the volume problem. I, I, I like to draw that. I like to draw the metaphor of, of New York City Times Square. Like, like your inbox, the inbox of your recipients is their Times Square. Does that, does that work for you? Yeah, that, that, that works. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's loud. It's noisy. Um, you better do something if you want to get noticed. You better, do, you know, make a cowboy. I don't know. <laughs> so so let let so let's talk about frequency since since that was the last thing we said. I know and I see it on the sales development side that the way people are trying to deal with frequency I mean the way they're trying to deal with the volume barrier so that they get noticed is they're increasing frequency and they're shortening time. Yep. The theory being and and certainly historically this this works the theory being 
Well, if I don't get noticed one, I mean, it's like advertising, right? Advertise more. The, the, the louder you are, the, the likely you are to get noticed. So, so why would frequent, why is, why is increasing frequency, and this should be a layup for you, by the way, why is increasing frequency not a solution to overcoming the volume problem? So increasing frequency for some people is okay. For some people, it is not. So I would agree that if I increase the frequency to somebody that is engaging or, you know, shopping on my website or at least visiting my website, engaging with me all the time, keep, send them more because they're obviously engaging. But the people that aren't, change up your tactic and change your frequency. Because that's, well, hold on, that's don't, one don't, of the fundamental problems. Don't give me problems. the solution. Don't give me the solution right I know. now. This is one of the fun, right. But this, this is one of the fundamental problems is that everybody continues to treat email as the same for every single person that they're marketing to. As much as they say, oh, I'm personalizing by putting, you know, contact tokens or company tokens, first name, last name. Everybody is just, they, they take an audience that they might have built a persona if they're more advanced around and they just treat them the same day in and day out. So when we talk about frequency, what I mean, and, and I'll just give you an example. So a few months ago, I bought a shirt from Nordstrom.com. Nordstrom so I gave them my email address. Nordstrom started sending me emails every other day. Well, at first I, I checked them out, so I was a high engager. And then eventually I was like, geez, they, they just send me a, just way too much email. But guess what? I'm one of those people that's too lazy to unsubscribe because I think, oh, well, maybe I'll go back to it one day or maybe they'll catch my attention. But eventually, so what happens is either one, my brain tunes that brand out or two, I delete every single time they come in. I don't even go look or three, worst case or three, I unsubscribe, which if I was Nordstrom, I'd rather just have Mike Donnelly unsubscribe or four, I mark you as spam. And so that one, the volume of email that they're sending me is far too high. And as I go and I disengage with them, I now create a gray mail issue for them, which will eventually lead to technical deliverability issues when it happens too often. We're not going to get so into what gray Nordstrom mail. Would, hold, hold on, my people that are listening. We're not going to get into gray mail on this on this episode. But if you go to the show notes, um, we'll have explanation and details for gray mail for those people who are listening that don't know what gray mail is and why it matters. Sorry, go on. So what Nordstrom would be better off doing is understanding that, hey, Mike is not engaging with us as much. Let's change the frequency and send him an email right. once a month. All right, so that's okay, right. right. We're not getting into the solution. You're, going, you're on to the solution. So, so, right. the so then there are brands that I don't, that, for example, I, we've talked about this before, I surf. If Surfline sends me an email every day, I'm just going to go read the articles because that's what I'm ultra, ultra interested in. That's my passion. Right. So let, 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 let me back this up and let me make sure that, you know, remember, this is about the, the mid-market place. We're not talking about Nordstrom's. Yep. We're not, okay. And, but it, it's, yeah, it's all good stuff. So the, the, the problem is in, in the 20th century, if I can sound really nerdy, um, you know, what, what we learned about advertising, what we learned about marketing communications, which is still the, pre I mean, it's still being taught. My, my son's at JMU in college. It's still being taught. Um, we, you know, we talked about the psychology of repetition. We talked about um, overcoming the noise barrier, which, you know, increase the volume, overcome the noise barrier, et cetera. 
the, the, what, what's missed there is, and, and by the way, this is changing with everybody um, discon, you know, unplugging from television. I had no control over what I was exposed to. So if I don't have control and I increase the frequency and I don't notice you and I increase the frequency, I'll notice you. Now, now there's all the other things about relevancy and things like that that came in and message, et cetera. But when you come into my inbox, I have control of my inbox, right? And, and you, you talked about, you know, the four things you can say, you said, I can, I can ignore it. I can delete it. I can unsubscribe. I can spam it. Right. Yeah. Well, that's where all these other tools are coming in. Right. That, that's why your emails, those of you that are listening, that's why your emails suck. That's why they're not getting through. That's why people don't notice them. They're not opting out. They're not, you know, they're not, they're not spamming you. They're not even maybe technically deleting you. Right. They're going into saying late. They're going into Gmail promotions. They're getting hung up in the corporate email server and they never even actually get to the inbox. But they don't show up on your reporting as about because it, it did technically get delivered, right? Correct me if I'm wrong on that. On that, that's mic. good. That's correct. Yep. Right. Yep. And so I have that control of it, right? So so the when with the and what the volume has done, and I I read somewhere there's some number of billions of dollars of venture capital going into the area of giving us more control over our inbox. Um, so, so frequency doesn't solve that because the reason that frequency worked in the past was I didn't have control over it. Whereas now Nordstrom's keeps sending you, if you have Sanebox, do you use Sanebox, Mike? I'm just curious. I don't, I don't, no. You, you should check them out. Uh, <laughs> I'm a hey, bit Sanebox. OCD with my inbox, obviously. <laughs> hey, hey, Sanebox, I, uh, I, I get a commission here. Um, you know, what, what Sanebox does is it realizes that you haven't opened up the email. And it's just, no, oh, you, this must not matter. Right. And then the next time it does, like, so something comes into my actual inbox. And if I just ignore it, it stops coming into my inbox. Or I can do this really, actually, this is a really cool thing. <laughs> Sanebox has this thing called Sane Black Hole. You drag the message or move it into black hole. Now the email comes in, it bypasses your inbox, it goes automatically to your delete folder. It's like unsubscribing. But you don't have to click on something. You don't have to worry about it. Wait, is this a spammer who just where I'm just confirming that this is like a real email address, or I don't want you to know, you know, all those different or like. Very interesting. Yeah. Me, this this person keeps sending me emails. I don't even want to see them. Drag them to same black hole. They go right to delete. They never get open. They never get touched. I don't even see them. And 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 same box tells me every week I get a little report says that you know, three hundred and six. You got to avoid 306 emails that went right to your black hole. Um, that, that's the stuff that we have to overcome because of all. Which, which, which leads to relevancy. So let's talk about relevancy. So it, it, right before we get into relevancy, so I know we talked a little bit about the Nordstrom example, but I'll give you a real life business B2B example, you know, because we talk about a consumer and every, you know, again, our, our market is mid-market and that's who we're, you know, hopefully he's listening, et cetera. Um, but let's just say you have a, a, a daily blog or even a weekly blog or a weekly newsletter. Well, I came in and I found a piece of content that was interesting to me. So I filled out a form. I also liked your blog. So therefore I signed up for a daily or weekly notification. At first I was very interested in educating myself on some of these, you know, some of the things that you were uh, producing. 
But eventually, I, I got fatigued of it. Because, it was, again, the stress of the volume that's happening within my inbox, and therefore I disengage. Well, then that has the exact same effect on the Nordstrom side where marketers would be better off sending me a roll-up of once a month, hey, Mike, here's the best content from the previous month. You know who does a really good job of that from, a, from, a, from an engineering perspective? Amazon. Imagine business development. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, yeah, no, no, and, well, no, I, you, you guys are. But taking me from a daily or weekly into a monthly, I'm going to be wait. I'm going to remember. Oh yeah, I loved their content, or it was very informative. So therefore, I'm going to go open it. But when you send it to me every day, you're just drowning your brand out. You're drowning your content out because, especially if I read one or two bad blog posts, I'm now going to associate those bad blog posts with your brand. So Amazon, on the other hand, does a really good job of. Once a month, they send out an engineering newsletter of, hey, here's all the great things that we've done right. within Amazon. But guess what Amazon could do? They could send out a newsletter every, or a, a post every single day saying, hey, here's all the new features. Well, then I would actually miss all the new features of Amazon because I don't have time to sit there every day and read one. Mm -hmm. But I will set aside 15, 20 minutes once a month right. to really engage with the best features that they've released. HubSpot saw that when they uh, and it was it was a very interesting experiment when HubSpot eliminated their instant subscriber base because they didn't have an open problem. If you had looked at their instant subscriber emails, um, uh, you know their blog posts, they had good open rates, they had good engagement rates because you know people really do like the HubSpot blog. Um, but they tested you know to a group that were instant and they moved them to today, um, and they did find that you know blog readership went down a little bit, right? But you know what else they found? Actual real engagement went up. You yeah, were more likely to, you were well, you were more likely to click on something that led to you taking an action. Like yeah. like who cares if you click on this is a little bit of an exaggeration, but who cares if you click on my blog to read the rest of the blog? That's all you did. It's did you then do something, you know, who who are you? Where are you in my funnel? Right? If you're a customer, what did you do? Do, do, do we see greater engagement? Do we see greater um, daily activity, et cetera? If you're at the bottom of my funnel, are you returning calls faster? If you're at the top of my funnel, are you, are you taking the call? If you're, you know, all, all those things coming in. So blog subscribers that hadn't, you know, hadn't done anything other than subscribe to the blog. And, you know, so again, not just click-through rate. This is where email metrics, and we're going to talk about this in, a, you know, in another time, I'm sure. This is where email metrics can, can screw people up. But, but they found that exact same thing. That's why they deleted, they got rid of the whole instant subscriber um, and, and, and they went to that daily side. Um, we, 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 we're, we could go on forever on this. So, so talk about relevancy. How does relevancy play to this? Well, how many emails do you get every day that just aren't either one from a sales rep that are just not relevant to you? The guy trying to sell you lead generation services. And, and, and two, I've, I've hired them all. <laughs> yeah. uh, two, on, on, the, on the marketing side, there's, there's just all of this, you know, again, everybody's treated the same way. And even if you're, a, just say you're a software developer, well, I'm not interested in Java, I'm interested in Scala. 
but I still get the Java, you know, all of the stuff around Java. And therefore it just, again, I, I tune your brand out. It's like the last four blog posts I've gotten from you are about Java. So now my brain says, well, everything I'm going to get from them is all about Java. So I'm going to just tune their brand out. Some, someone asked me a couple days ago, well, how am I going to, how am I, you know, how am I going to get the CEO's attention? Right. Uh, the CEO doesn't think what I do matters. I mean, it does, but they don't think, how am I going to get their attention? You know what the answer was? It's a really easy answer. I'm sure you're going to tell me. <laughs> Talk, make, make sure you're talking or emailing about something that, that, that matters to the CEO. Figure out what right. are they already paying attention to, right? If I wanted to get in front of you, like I bet you if I, if I came out with um, um, seven ways managing your um, IT infrastructure was like surfing. I bet you you'd read that post. Uh, 100%. Right. And, and obviously that's, 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 that's an, how do I know they're interested in, 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 um, in surfing? But, but, but the example is, you know, figure out what they're paying attention to. I, I said this to you the other day. I want you to riff on this. And if you don't, I will. So let's save the audience from my riff. This is, this is your turn. Because I said something to you the other day, um, and I kind of liked what I said to you. Um, and, and Ellen, you'll, you'll appreciate this because you were there the first time um, I said it, actually. And since I said it, I've actually fallen in love with this statement more and more. I think this is the fundamental problem with email and why marketers are screwing email up um, and sales organizations are screwing email up totally. Sellers and marketers look at email like it's a low-cost communication. It's less expensive than direct mail. It's less expensive than, than buying ad time. It's less expensive than, than, than PPC. Um, so they look at it as a low cost. Hey, let's get it out there. And, and the people who say, it's don't free. worry about conversion rate, just buy more lists. It's all built on the idea. There's no cost, right? So they look at it as a low cost mechanism. It's really an extraordinarily high cost. Deal. It's not hard cost, but it's high cost. Thoughts on that? It's attention cost. You're losing the attention of potential prospects, potential buyers. And I, you know, I, I fundamentally agree with everything that you just said is the, the, the big, if, if I can sum it up very easily, everyone treats email as a commodity and it is a commodity. You know, we talked about this weeks ago, email, email marketing is a commodity. But the people that, because everyone can do it and everyone likely does do it. But if you treat email as a commodity, you will get commodity-like results. If you treat email as a strategic communication mechanism, then you will get great results from that. And <clears throat> the more an organization doesn't think this way, the more they're going to have to spend on ad budgeting. So what are you going to do? Not use email as a communication mechanism anymore? Okay, I hope you got $500,000 or a million dollars to, to do AdWords or promotional material. Well, by the way, by the way, if you do AdWords, what the hell are you going to do to get uh, – nothing happens you when you do, do AdWords. Keep them where, going, right. where are you going to go? You're going to go to email, right? right. You're going to have to email them. Um, I don't even remember what I was going to say. I was that pumped up about what I was, you got me so riled up. I can't even remember what I was going to say. Uh, so I guess finish what you were saying. I mean, it really, it, 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 
if you want to expand on attention cost, I mean, I think that's the biggest, you know, that, that that's the, that's the biggest, everything that we've talked about today mm-hmm. is all around the attention cost. And it's very hard to put a dollar on that, but it is a, because it's, it's not a hard cost. It's a, it's a soft cost. And that soft cost is has a really hard greater. consequence. Yes, absolutely. Our friend, Joe Jerome, Joseph Jerome. Yep. Who's going to be on this podcast. He's going to be on this podcast. Yes. Um, Looking forward to that. He, he says sometimes like, like he, he participated in a conversation one time I was involved with. He basically the content is dead. You know, this inbound marketing doesn't work. Content is crap. It's all fluff, bullshit, et cetera. And Joe actually told me that he, he's just stopped. He's just stopped downloading stuff. Um, and you know, Joe's in the inbound marketing world. Um, HubSpot partner, et cetera. And he basically stopped downloading stuff because all he got was fluff. And then, you know, people would call him incessantly. Um, then he downloaded some of my stuff. And I'm not trying to say this to pat myself on the back, but for those of you that are watching the video, um, he's like, oh, you know, Doug, wow, this is like really great stuff. You know, if I hadn't gotten to know you, I, I given who he was, I wouldn't have downloaded it. But wow, this is like, this is like stuff I used to get, you know, five or six years ago. Um, and it's actually- now. Right. Well, and, and, and I mean, it's real and, and he, you know, retweets it, um, you know, left, right, et cetera. Um, and, and I was interviewed in another case and I was talking about the need to deliver real value. And I said, you know, the, the single biggest question that I get um, when people read my stuff over a long period of time or they download our things is, is why do you give, how can you justify giving so much away for free? And my answer is I'm not giving it away for free. I'm actually charging you the 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 scarcest i'm asking for the scarcest resource on the planet right ellen is scarcer than diamonds um and 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 that's attention right i getting like marketers and salespeople we need to worship the attention of the people that we're trying to do business with and and so we have to thread a needle so here here's a couple statistics because i want to finish on a really high end for you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna set you up really nicely, but I wanna give a couple stats for anyone who thinks that email marketing is dead. Um, these stats will definitely show that email, that email marketing is not dead, but it'll also show you that, um, that you have to thread the needle, right? So here, here's a couple of interesting things. Um, did you know that we send 74 trillion emails every year? 269 billion emails per day. By the way, 20, 74 trillion emails in 2016, up, tw- I'm sorry, yeah, up in 2016, 28% more than 2015. So we're on a growth curve there. Um, of interest, actually, I don't know if I'm going to get this, but of interest, the Apple iPhone, emails, a third of emails are read on, on Apple iPhone. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's fascinating. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't gonna, surprise me, though. That's going to get it. And I love everyone. Oh, no. Um, Google Android. 10% of emails are open on Google Android. Right. So you, you, you tell me who's winning the cell phone battle. Um, we'll talk about mobile email later because that's another place where people get screwed up. We could talk another hour about that. Um, I found this some, some really interesting stuff. Guys, we'll have this on the show notes. Um, I found this really interesting because people are all talking about, um, you know, well, it's social, right? Let's let's take our email, and that's one of the things the guy said. Is let's let's take what we would do on on email, and let's let's put it on social. Let's do that. So email, there's 2.6 billion users. Facebook, 1.7 billion. Twitter, 313 million. Um, what's the first thing you check in the day 
What devices do you go to? What do you do first in the day? 58% check their email, 11% go to Facebook, 2% go um, to Twitter. 91% of, of people um, use their email at least, at least daily. 57% of people on Facebook use it daily. For all the noise about average daily use, only 50%, 7% use it daily, 14% Twitter. Um, prefer this channel for, for permission-based promotion messages, 77%. Um, email, 4% Facebook. Uh, most frequently used for personal messages, 45% email, 12% Facebook. Um, users check here for a deal from a company they know, 44% email, 4% Facebook. Um, inbox, in, inbox placement rate, organic reach, 79% email, 1% to 6% Facebook. Open click rates, 18% um, open, 3% click-through rate, or 3% click rates, 0.07% for Facebook. So if you're, if you're talking about, um, you know, email or social, uh, social matters, right? I mean, we're seeing some great things on Facebook, but you better pay attention to email. Um, where's the first place you go online in a typical day? This is corporate. This is a, that was anybody. This is corporate. 58% do email first, 20% go to search or portal first, 11% go to Facebook first, 5% go to a news site first, 3%, this is bad news for companies, 3% go to their company's website or intranet first, all that money being spent on intranets, and 3% go somewhere else. Does email matter? Um, all right, we'll have, those, we'll have those stats and a few other things on show notes. Um, so let's Where talk about the last- Where are again? What? Where are these stats from again? Um, from the pre-podcast research that I did. Just all um, over on, the place. On, the, yeah, there, there, there are a whole bunch of different sources. I've, I've oh, got it all okay. put together for you, Alan. We'll get it. We'll get it to you and uh, <laughs> and, and, and to Drew to put online. It'll okay. be on the show notes. And so, Doug, <clears throat> Doug, let's let's unpack that just a little bit because I okay. agree with you. I mean, social is absolutely it, it, it's a channel that you do need to focus on, but so it's also the like sexy it. thing. Right. But it's also the, 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 the sexy thing in marketing is to do social. Email is considered, you know, really kind of the, the plumbing. Mm -hmm. um, and you made, you made a very interesting comment to me weeks ago around, you know, you think about a plumber. A plumber gets to go to work every day from nine to five, comes home, but guess what? He's making the most money than the people that are focusing and, and chasing the sexy jobs. Yep. And in addition to that, there's nobody more wants to fix a toilet. Million, there, there's more millionaire plumbers than there are millionaire business people. And there are a lot more millionaire plumbers than there are millionaire marketers. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and, and so th th that messaging should just say, you know, again, everybody wants to chase the sexy thing. Yep. However, if you do the, if, if you do a really good job at your plumbing, you can actually drive significantly better results than chasing the, you know, chasing the shiny penny. All right, let's go to the stat that will, that will tee you up. At least it's better. From our friends at HubSpot. What's the best time to send an email? 11 a.m. has the highest click-through rate. Uh, so I'm going to set you up because this is all about timing. Um, and by the way, everybody, deliverability, we're going to have a whole different session on deliverability because otherwise just, we're going to go like two and a half hours. Um, 
I, I always say averages are dangerous because like what's the best time to send an email? That's an average, right? Averages are dangerous because um, if I have one foot in boiling hot water and the other foot in ice cold water, on average, I'm fine, but I'm in a whole lot of pain. <laughs> so why can't we use best practices to for what's the best day, what's the best time? There's all kinds of studies, best day, best time. Why does that not work? Well, so I'll, I'll I'll turn it around with a little little question. How many how many posts have you read around the best time to send email? Me personally, not a whole lot because I know they're full of shit. But sorry. right, but that wasn't that wasn't the right answer. No, that 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 is the right answer, and that that's the same answer that I get from everybody that I ask that question to, which is uh, I've read lots of them. And if you Google what's the best time to send email, you'll come up with hundreds, if not thousands of results of different studies. Well, not one study agrees. In the world of science, that doesn't, that, that doesn't pass. Right. And, so, talk, so go ahead. Let's, let's set you up for everybody. Let's talk about, about Mary who, who so engages one way and Frank the, who engages the, somewhere else. Right. So that, that's where I'm going. So Okay. The, the, the fundamental answer is there is no one good time to send email. And if somebody listening knows the good time to send email, the one good time, please get, let us know. Actually, I'd, I'd love to hear. Actually, if you know that one good time, I'm going to quote Kit Bodner here, CMO, uh, HubSpot's chief marketing officer. Because um, whatever that one time is, so no one get mad at me because this is an actual quote markers will fuck everything up so that like if there is one good time to send email like there actually is one and and anyone knows what it is it's only going to be a few more days before everyone fucks it up and you know everyone uh, you know i read i did read a post one time that that um several years ago tuesday morning was best tuesday morning 10 a.m i think is what i saw best time to send an email and then all of a sudden i started seeing every you know the, the frequency of emails that got delivered at 10 a.m you know, started going up, up, up. And what that goes to the volume problem and my engagement went down, down, down. So, so yeah. if you do know it, it won't so, be there for long. Sorry. I, you just teed that up for me. Yeah. Um, so there, there is no one good time to send email because Sarah, the CMO is different than Scott, the CMO and Sally, the, the CEO is different than Jen, the CEO. And let's just think about, okay, we'll actually try to simplify the answer. Doug, you live in Maryland. I live in Virginia. We both live in the same time zone. So forget about having an international audience. Forget about having a national audience. Even forget about having half the country audience. We both live in the exact same time zone. Your schedule of engaging in email is totally different than mine. And... You're a very early, let's just say you're a very early morning person. I'm a very late person. If you want to catch my attention as a sales or marketer, send me emails at 10 or 11 at night or midnight because I don't have a volume problem. And Clay, uh, I forget Clay's last name with lead pages. He used to publish his blogs at like 9 or 10 p.m. I'd read every single one of them. But everybody else that sent me a blog throughout the day, they were getting deleted because I'm OCD about my inbox and I'm trying to keep my inbox clean and I'm only focusing on business. I'm not focusing on, hey, let me go research this thing because then I'm going to get sidetracked or, hey, I got a great email, things along those lines. I, I've actually learned with you 
what, what's interesting is there's times where I can send you something like if I only want you to take a pass at it or something, that's the time to send it to you. But if I want you to actually really think about something, I send it to you at 10 o'clock at night. I'll even time it for it to go to you at 10 o'clock tonight. Like I might, so I don't forget, I might yeah. send it to you at two, but have it go at 10. Cause I do know you get that shit done really, you know, you're a night owl when you do that. I'm like, I'm asleep. I get an email back with you with all kinds of thoughts. And it's actually probably sometimes it's the first thing I see in the morning and I'm, I'm still like, Oh, okay, wait, what, huh? Wait, what's he saying? So it's, it's, it's an interesting perspective as you look at that, those aspects of engagement and things like that. So it, just to re, you know, just to emphasize what you're saying here. So keep going. Yeah. So, um, each person has their own individualized patterns and the, the good thing is, is much, you know, the people are creatures of habit. I mean, if, if you agree in that, then you'll agree that there's no one good time because each person gets out of bed at a certain time of day, they commute at a certain time of day, they have standing meetings at a certain times of day, and they're more apt to engage in communication at certain times of day. So as a marketer, the great thing is you've been using a marketing automation system. As a sales rep, you've been using email. Well, you've got this plethora of, of black gold that, you, you know, most marketing organizations, most salespeople, most sales organizations are just doing nothing with it. It's all, you know, it could be years and years and years of history on, hey, when can I interact with Doug? When do I have the highest probability of reaching Doug? And it's, you know, you think about, we've talked about this to the, to multiple times where Billy Bean fundamentally changed baseball by looking at things pe other people weren't looking at. Mm -hmm. And that was statistics and probability. And so if you can un unlock that underlying data, then you can actually understand for each individual, when should I communicate with them? Then you take that a step further and you start looking at the frequency of engagement. How often is Mike engaged? How often is Doug engaging with? Well, then I can change the frequency to each individual to increase the probability of getting them to, to engage with me. Then you take it even one step further and back to my Scala and Java discussion, Mike has historically clicked on Scala links, whereas Sarah has clicked on Java links. Persona problem solved much deeper. And so th there's all of this underlying data, again, that, that, that people aren't, you know, most people are not utilizing. And back to your point is, is there one good time to send email? No, there's not. That's right. There's no good time to send email. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, there is one good time to send email. Um, and I'm going to come to that in a second. Because, you know, our bromance started, in fairness, you know, let's call it what it is. Our bromance started yeah. uh, when, when we both used the term Moneyball to describe what we do. So, so you said something, so I can't help but, but kind of comment on this. You said something, you know, Billy Dean paid attention to statistics and probability. And in fairness, every baseball team on the planet paid attention to, to statistics and to some degree probability. What he did was he focused on outcomes to figure out what was, so like where everyone else was focusing on batting averages, and actually, Billy Bean wasn't the one who did this. Billy Bean was the one who actually listened to the person. Who did it, right. right. We all, I mean, right. but yeah. But right. what, because right. um, Billy Bean was just a, a baseball player, actually. <laughs> he didn't understand this stuff. But um, what, what the person 
what, what, what this person did was they realized batting average doesn't impact winning. Batting average doesn't actually impact the out, batting average doesn't like, the person realized that runs impact wins. The more runs you score, the more likely you are to win. And batting average doesn't impact runs. I mean, it does a little bit, but it, it has much less impact on runs than what people were willing to pay for for batting average. So again, it's that same thing. It's like, a, a, you'll like this, a click for me on a desktop is worth 10 times the click for me on a, on a mobile. Right. So I don't care about click rate. I care about, you know, what, what is it that I'm solving? Yep. So we, I did, we believe that, that, that same thing when it comes to, you know, B2B, B2C, you know, the, the value of a click and you talk about that, that is a great segue into outcomes. Uh, for example, at seven cents, we are, our algorithms are trained to value clicks that happen on a desktop far more than a click that happens on a mobile phone. And some people come to us and say, that's crazy. Everybody talks about mobile phones. Well, mobile phones are really, really, really good for reading content, but they're actually horrible for taking action. For example, filling out a form, registering for a webinar, you know, purchasing something based on a marketing email that you got. I don't know about they're you, but I've restaurant. never done that. They're great for restaurants. To find, to find a restaurant, absolutely. Or if a company has an app, such as Amazon, hey, I want this item, and it's one-click box. Right. But that's because you have an Amazon app. I, no offense, Doug, I, I'm not going to download the Imagine LLC uh, um, mobile app to download your, you know, to, to, to register for a webinar. <laughs> Ellen, can you get I'm, to work I'm on sorry. the Imagine LLC mobile app? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So that 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 is a great comment around you know the outcome component of it versus you know hey my click rates are are stable they're they're great always ask what are you solving for mike this was this was amazing um anybody who is involved and touches email who doesn't listen to this we might be full of our own stuff but anybody who doesn't listen to this conversation is is a fool um we don't have time to go into deliverability because it's a whole thing in and of itself. Um, Mike is too humble to say this. And in, and in fairness, the purpose of this podcast is not to be directly um, promotional. But as I also oftentimes like to say, my, my purpose here is not to be self-serving, but just because it's self-serving doesn't mean that it's not true or it's not valuable. Um, what Mike's talking about, and Mike knows all of this because what his company does is really help to manage in this area of deliverability and timing. So if you're wondering, um, okay, well, this is all great, but how the hell do I get, and this gets to, there is one good time to, to send an email, right? Send it now, because it's not the send that matters, it's when it gets delivered that matters, and I know that's what you mean. Mike's company figures that out, uses that, when he was talking about his algorithm, they figure that out. So if you're trying to say, hey, how do I do this? Um, I will speak for Mike, because he is too humble to do so. You need to go check out the7cents.com, um, and, and you'll learn a whole lot about about email, email deliverability, et cetera. Mike, any final words uh, for the audience? Well, thanks for, uh, first and foremost, I mean, thank you for the comment, means a lot. Uh, For the audience, uh, again, going back to what we discussed at the the beginning of the podcast is, you know, email can be a super uh, critical channel for you, but if you just keep doing the same thing over and over again, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna, 
you're going to lose. If you, if you keep thinking in the mechanism of, hey, what I did three years ago, even two years ago is going to continue to work, it's not. Get off the email treadmill. That's what it is. Like right now, everybody's playing email, trying to run faster and faster just to keep where they are. You got to go find it. Go find a different game. Hey, those of you that are just listening to the podcast, you won't benefit from the end. But if you're watching the video, which you can see on the show notes and maybe some other places that, that Ellen's going to find, we're going to finish it off. Mike, can you put on the hat? There we go. Everybody, let's there make go. email great again. Um, until next time, everybody, thank you for joining the black line between sales and marketing.